So is it possible that he's like sounding himself while he's in oh, there? Oh, you. Did I teach you about sounding? Where else would I have learned okay. from Drew? Hi, I'm Dr. Drew, and this is Dr. Drew After Dark. Please be advised that Dr. Drew After Dark may contain sexually oriented content and be unsuitable for young children. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Dr. After Dark. It is uh, a solo After Dark again because I'm having so much fun answering your voice messages and your emails and eh, with the Booth Boys sharing some videos. Keep those, yeah, that's right. Keep those messages coming at 818-253-1693. As I said before, these voice messages are like sort of old school love line opportunities for me. So you, you guys want an answer. They're great questions. I love, love the way you frame them. And uh, sometimes they're just damn funny. So uh, you can also get the emails, which I've got a pile of today at drdrewafterdark at gmail.com. And do not forget store.ymhstudios.com. I want everybody in the land to have a Rational Revolution mug. That image, I want you to think of me and Christina when you see all the craziness out there in the world and think of our rational pusses demanding that we restore rationality, all right? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. So let's see some ball torture. Let's wait like nine more minutes until we <laughs> until we play that. I just thought that'd be an interesting thing to start with. That's all I'm saying. I just saw that up there okay, and I thought you know what? kind of an abrupt transition, but it might be interesting to go that yeah, way. Dr. Drew, if you want it, you got Let's it. Let's see ball torture. And then I'll go to more important things. It's Thursday night, about 11.22, 11.24. Of course, can't count for time, you know. Um, the cultists are here basically for the past 45 minutes. I've been squeezing my balls in the veins inside my balls brutally, putting me, wake, waking me up by that. Then I go back to sleep and they do it over and over and over. These guys are here right now. I don't think there's a female with them, but they are bad people. This is nothing compared to eye torture or anything like that. It is, it is just a brutal way to wake up. It's not just squeezing the balls, it's moving them around. Um, it's doing the vein inside the ball. It is horrific. I haven't had it that bad in a while. Um, I hope that cultists who are here right now can get exposed. The what? Cultists? What is, what is he talking about? Is he in a, is he in a, is he in prison somewhere? Um, I well, cannot this figure is, this one out or is he just psychotic and he thinks that's happening or something this is one of the craziest prison talks I would have ever seen if he's doing it, all this and talking about ball torture and stuff I mean actually maybe it is a prison talk who knows but he says that like these are like sources outside of his control are coming in and doing this and waking him up from sleep yeah and like squeezing his nuts and stuff it, I'm, I wonder okay I wonder if this guy look how tired he looks right Penis owner. Yeah. And, and I wonder if this guy has been doing math or something for a long period of time and not slept for a long period of time. He's just tired. Dude. And is now having what are called hypnagogic hallucinations. And hypnagogic hallucinations are where you believe like somebody's lying on top of you or there's, you know, ghosts are in your, you can have oh, all like kinds of crazy stuff. It's a hypnagogic hallucination. Night terrors can be hypnagogic hallucinations. Like your bed's lifting up and it's a, it's sort of a, almost a seizure phenomenon wow. because your brain is so uh, irritable from not sleeping. And I wonder if that's what's happening here and the, why he's focused on his testes and why he thinks somebody's squishing his testes. I don't know, but I'm sorry I started with that video. Let's go to, let's go to some uh, emails. Uh, pain for years after giving birth. Well, that happens. Gave birth four years ago. Ever since, I've had this awful pain in my abdominal muscle. Ugh. 
when I bend in certain directions, it feels like my muscle folded over itself and it hurts like hell. I have to immediately straighten myself out to stop the spasming, much like a toe cramp. It usually happens when I'm bending over to pick something up. Uh, when I'm trying to rub one out, it, oh, uh, that sounds like a male trying to rub one out. I get you. I get you, honey. It totally ruins the climax for me. Please help. What the heck is going on and how can I help it from happening? Kim, Kim, um, I'm guessing you had, I'm guessing you had a C-section and I'm guessing we're talking about your surgical scar that's kind of sort of folding over on itself, but I need more information. Mm. I'm guessing there's a hernia in the scar. That's what I'm guessing. Because you can still, you can have an incomplete healing and small bits of a small bowel can get through these little regions of the, of the, let's look at a surgical wound hernia. Let's see what that looks like. Uh, and that can be really uncomfortable. It can actually be dangerous because it, it can cut, cut off its own blood supply and things. So let's see what we got. Yeah, there we go. So if any of that looks familiar to incisional hernia, that'd be the way to do it. Um, and you see they're, they're, they're pretty common. And uh, in fact, you're showing one right there. It looks like from a C-section. So there you go. So it does happen. All right, good. So there's problem solved. Uh, get to see your surgeon, see if that has to be repaired because it uh, can really, you can really, you can really, you can actually strangulate the bowel that's in the little hernia. My name is Joe. I'm 24 year old mommy. I just want to give my two cents on the great does having sex with other men make you gay debate. Okay, gentlemen, bring me into this. Bring me in. Where are we with this? I feel like I'm jumping into something I don't fully understand. No, no, no. I, I feel like we've, we've shown you a, a clip of Dr. Joe Court, right? Yeah, it was when I was on with you, Drew. Yeah, yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, so he was just saying that, you know, some some guy, some boys are just boys. You know, it's yeah. a guy thing. You, just because you, you know, you fuck a guy does not mean that you're necessarily And to be fair, when guys get desperate, that's whatever. Uh, I'm in a long-term relationship with my fiancé, who's a woman. I consider myself bisexual. I've had sex with other men as well as pre-op transgender women, chicks with dicks. The porn, thank you for that, sir. Uh, the porn I watch basically every time I watch it, ranging from straight, lesbian, trans, gay, and whatever whack shit tickles my fancy. I don't consider myself half gay, half mo, uh, or anything like that. Uh, that's what Adam calls it. Um, but I'm having sex with a man. No, when I'm having sex with a man, I acknowledge I'm doing some hella gay shit. So does doing said gay shit make me gay at the time, even though I go and go home to my fiance and have the same level of sexual attraction to her? We're in a somewhat open relationship, so there's no issues there. Somewhat open. Dude, if she doesn't know what you're up to, that's not somewhat open. That, that's going to be a problem. Trust me. If she's not signed off on this. Uh, we're in a somewhat open. Uh, I think it's uh, value to mention my first sexual experience with a man when I was younger. I've liked ever since. How young, dude? Uh, let's not mince words. If you were sexually abused by a male as a, as under the age of 16, that that can uh, create some preferences. Uh, so that makes sense. Uh, it doesn't make you gay, but it makes you uh, sort of it, it when kids are sexually abused, it shatters the upper limits of the brain's capacity to regulate and the reward system gets into the mix here. And it's and what it ends up coming in similar to is a traumatic reenactment, but it gets wired into the sexual orientation a bit when kids are, you know, when their regulatory system is uh, exploited that way. So this clearly has something to do with that. Uh, it's very common for, you know, men to, uh, after they've been sexually abused, but by a male when they're very young, to have a preference for men or to be sort of um, like you, like you all over the place. Uh, let's see. I also think of it as a value to mention, blah, blah, blah. Do you think this potentially got my wires crossed? I, I wouldn't, let's not call it wires crossed, but it, it has a role to play in how, how you, why you are the way you are. Uh, and if you're cool the way you are and everything's good, then uh, fine. Piss on me, beat me. Give me that turkey slicer when I come up in May and keep those jeans high and tight. 
That's an interesting call. That's an interesting question. Yeah. Because um, people do get all messed up about it. And oftentimes uh, it is somebody who's having difficulty, you know, fully accepting or embracing or expressing their, their sexuality. And they're sort of, you know, splitting the difference. But I don't think that's you. It does not sound like that's what that is. Hi, Hitler. Uh, my boyfriend and I were drunk and getting freaky. We decided to use a normal size butt plug. What is Everybody got a sense of what normal size is? I could Google it. One second. No, I'd see a normal size butt plug. He said, uh, somehow it got sucked into my rectum. Yes, honey. Here we go. This is why every emergency room uh, is filled with all this. Okay. And by the way, that's why they are shaped like the ace of spades. Like, you know, that's that, that base is to keep it from getting sucked on in there. Yes, everybody? Yep. That's Next time? Top-notch engineering. Yes. Uh, somehow got a stuck in my hand and, and he said it was gone. I actually didn't believe him. We passed out. I woke up very sore and in a panic that it may actually be stuck inside me. Y yes, it is. We used an enema. Thankfully, I was able... So, so this woman is... Uh, and by the way, some of them have like stoppers and things. There's all kinds of stuff you can get. So this doesn't happen because this happens commonly. If you've worked in an emergency room, it's uncanny how many things you see up people's rectum. Look up on Instagram if you can, Mrs. underscore and Jemmy, A-N-G-E-M-I, M-R-S underscore and Jemmy, A-N-G-E-M-I. She uh, puts up lots of pictures of x-rays and things of things found inside of people. There it is. And um, she loves doing that. Uh, she thinks it's funny, but uh, she also puts up past specimens and things oh like that. Oh my God, I don't think we could show that. That's yeah. pemphigus, everybody, pemphigus. And uh, that's cystocercosis, which we learned about in a last show. Um, and uh, let's see if we can keep going down, 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 down. Keep going. Let's see if she has... There's a Nicole, right? Nicole and Jemmy. She's lovely. And no pictures of uh, rectal uh, foreign bodies, which is her All main... pretty horrible stuff, though. If you guys want to get grossed out, go ahead and go to Mrs. underscore A-N-G-E-M-I on Instagram. And I don't think it's gross at all. She's interested in teaching about medical things, and these are all just common medical things that, uh, that happen out there. Oh, worms even. Look at the worms. We, we talked about worms. All She's got everything. Last show. Yep, it's all here. What the fuck is this thing? I don't know. It looks like a piece of coral that got stuck up somebody. What does it say? Uh, it says, my friend Lewis sent me this photo of a bronchial Christmas tree oh. he made. Oh. What is a bronch? That so, comes out of the... So that's somebody's lungs? bronchi, yeah. And uh, it's a little bit um, glib to do that. And they made a pictured Christmas tree out of it. It looks like a Christmas tree. It's called bronchial tree. Right. It's like so, a bronchial tree. Right, but I mean, like, take away like all the all the, the emojis and gifts yeah. and stuff. Like, what? What that is, is that? the airways of a lung? I don't know how they got the lung tissue away from it, but that is just what a bronchial is. It the, that it was clogged up and they coughed that up? Like, could you cough that up? Uh, you can cough up sort of long and like a piece of that, but not anything that big, I don't think. Oh, I, yeah, here we go. Like uh, this patient is a 36-year-old male who was admitted to the ICU with heart failure. He was placed on a device to help pump the heart yep. uh, and was put on blood thinners. He then developed uh, hemeptysis. Ble blood and bleeding, coughing up blood. Yeah. Uh, yeah, coughing up blood, and he coughed out a full cast oh, of his bronchial Well, tract. so there it is. So his cast filled up with blood. How terrifying. And, uh, it's interesting. Well, I had pneumonia once where I was coughing up like one limb of that, I got to tell you. So it does happen. Uh, oh my God! You even coughing up one of these branches? Yeah, yeah, terrifying. it's pretty interesting, right? Good times, everybody. Uh, all right, so we passed out. We woke up. I'm still talking about butt plugs. Um, woke up sore and in a panic that it may actually be stuck inside me. We used an enema, and thankfully, I was able to poop out the butt plug. Uh, I keep thinking 
Uh, what if neither of us remembered we were so hammered and I just went about my days not knowing he's inside me? What can actually happen in that case? Um, you could get a lot of abdominal pain and obstruction and obstipation. Yeah, it could not. It could be an unpretty thing. Uh, look at this email. To come or not to come? I recently have been helping a friend through a breakup. I was shocked by the surprising disagreement we had. Okay, this is good. He had found a new girl that he was about to fall head over heels for. Obviously, he was hesitant to jump into a new relationship after just having been dumb. I made the point to always enter the chamber before making big decisions. I like that philosophy. I think you're on something. idea. Yes, this is, uh, it doesn't say who it is. This is come or not to come. Uh, I thought I would merely be reminding him of this universal fact. He replied, what? No, always making big decisions when you're fully backed up. I was floored. So who is right? To come or not to come before a major romantic decision. Uh, interesting. Uh, friend is a serial monogamist. Uh, there's almost nothing good about being backed up in terms of decision-making, okay? Now, it will motivate you, right? It helps with motivation. If you're, if you're sort of not feeling motivated to be in a relationship or to date, that's a good, that's a good sort of quality of being backed up. But when it comes to making real decisions, no, get one out of the chamber, maybe two out of the chamber. And by the way, you'll be better able to perform. It's a new relationship. Things are highly arousing, that kind of thing. Guys, am I am I out of turn here? Am I out of school with this one? I'm not saying get one or two out of the chamber. Get them all out of the chamber. Yeah, get it all empty. Get, empty the, get em- an empty chamber. And remember, and it's not the sack. It's the, the, it's the prostate-producing fluids that go into the seminal vesicle. Right, you got to empty those nuts out. Yep, not the nuts, the seminal vesicle. Right, empty those behind, behind the prostate. <laughs> empty those vessies. <sighs> My wife and I had a baby about four months ago, and since then she has gotten the copper IUD. Ever since then, when we try to have sex, our IUD string stabs the fuck out of my dick. That happens. Uh, little bruises on the tip of my penis. The, so it's not really the copper seven. It's it's actually the wire that st- sticks out of the cervix. She had her gyno cut the string shorter. That's the, the string that hurts, but it still hurts. A lot of it, uh, even if I go three quarters of the way in, I've been pulling out a lot of strain in our relationship because we can almost never have sex to completion for either of us. Uh, let's see. It's making her feel upset and inadequate as a wife. Could the fact that she's breastfeeding and got a dry... <laughs> this guy's all... This guy's got got it he's got it he's, a, he's a sir walter raleigh here could the fact that she's breastfeeding and has a dry pussy be the reason i can feel it well you're right though that one of the reasons one of the breastfeeding can reduce the estrogen and you can get kind of dry from that that's god telling you that you're not supposed to have one baby right after the other right that's old-fashioned birth control which is breastfeeding uh or is it because i'm not circumcised and have more more sensitivity into the penis tip no because you have bruises from the string sticking out the wire sticking out of the copper seven uh, so thank you for your great show. Keep them high and tight. If we figure this out, you better believe it will be coming up in May. So dude, uh, maybe a different, maybe a different, uh, I guess she's very sensitive to hormones cause they would have used a Mirena or something like that. And you maybe one with, a. I don't know them well enough to know which one has like a string rather than a wire. seems like this one is a wire and that's what's stabbing your peni. And, uh, you know, not everyone has good news is you have a big penis cause it's reaching the cervix. That's good news. Um, bad news is it's not going to get better and it can really hurt you. You can, get, you can get urethral damage from that. I mean, people do complain about this and it is getting away of your relationship. It's not the dry puss, as you say, dry puss. That's not your words, not mine. Um, though during breastfeeding, um, that can be a period when your partner may not be that interested in sex. So again, God, that's breastfeeding is God's way of keeping us from having kids one after the other. So let me ask, is that, so is it possible that he's like, sounding himself while he's in oh, there. Oh, you. 
Did I teach you about sounding? Where else would I have learned from true? (laughs) Well, let's put up some sounding devices. Why don't we? So I learned about sounding on Loveline. I was shocked. Um, It was it sounding to me is like I I can't get my head around. There we go. So these are metal devices that are stuck down the urethra while people, I guess, are masturbating or I, I don't understand. I'm sorry. To me, it just looks like urethral trauma and stricturing and God knows what will happen later. Some This makes some people come. It's it's penis torture. Um, and I, I wonder what urologists... You know, there's a really... Ah, shoot. What is her name on Twitter? There's a great urologist on Twitter that uh, talks about stuff like this. I'll, I'll try to put up... We'll get some stuff from her at some point or maybe get her to Ooh, call in even. Here's a question. Why yeah. do these ones curve at the end? Well, because you got to get it up through the pelvic floor into the prostatic urethra. These are going all the way in and up. So your, your urethra goes from your kidneys down through the prostate and then make a turn. Show me the penis and cross section. You'll see it. Let's see the penis and cross section. Come on now. Get on, get on your game here, my buddy. Hey, buddy. I'm yeah. typing as fast as I can, pal. Penis cross section. No, no, no. No, no, no. I don't mean wrong, wrong uh, sagittal section, I think is what I want. And not just the penis. I want the pelvic, yeah, sagittal cross section of brain. No, I want the pelvis. Pelvis male. Okay, here we go. I'm sorry, Nadav. I know this is rough for you. <laughs> no, no, no. no. I'm just, we're seeing a bunch of, of images over here. Oh, it's like not updating. This is the only, uh, looks like. Well, that's the brain. That's the brain. So there should be a way to get a cross-section of the male pelvis. There we go. Oh, it goes just the brain again. It goes, that's weird, right? It goes right back to the brain. Huh. Well, anyway, if you looked at, we've, we've looked at them before, and what you see is the urethra comes down. Oh, here we go. There we go. There we go. There it is on the far left. Let's get that up there. Oh, it's a woman. Sorry about that. Uh, it was supposed to be male. Uh, 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 uh. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Is that a male? Uh, I can't quite see everything. It's not. That's sort of more erect. It's it's, par- it's parasagittal. It's not really sagittal. Um, all right. So let's see if we can see the. Okay. So you see the bladder. Okay. Look your pointer up there. Up there. That's your bladder. And you see what happens when it comes down, right? Coming down and then keeps going. And then it kind of takes a turn, right? And uh, there, you, you, uh, what are you doing there? You're following the something else. It, I was following the curve. Yeah. Uh, oh, I see. We're making a pit stop at the semi vessies right here. Yeah. And you get the, that's, that opens up when the, the white's going to come out. Uh, but I don't see the penis here, which is kind of weird. Sort of yeah, look at the uh, hog on this guy, huh? I, I don't think it's a hog. That's his sacrum. I don't, I don't know what's going on there. Well, I mean, those are synonymous, I think. All right. So anyway, that's you follow it out. It, you see the curves. Bottom line, you see the curves there. All right. So here we go. Uh, let's hear another. Let's get some voice messages. I, enough of this. Enough of this nonsense. I, I love your voice messages. Goodness gracious. Hey, Doctor Drew. My name is Tim, and I have hypospadias. It really, really fucking sucks. Yeah. Um, so my case, when I piss, it balloons up in the middle of my dick in a fissure that it created, and I have to almost pop it and squeeze it for it to come out of my tip. Yep. I'm scared to have surgery. Why? I had surgery three times on it, and it just keeps breaking over and over and over. Oh. So uh, what do I do? Well, I again, people that say that do whatever you're born with is how you should be. Listen to this guy. It can be miserable. It can be terrible. It can be even dangerous. 
So uh, listen, man, uh, I don't know where you're getting your surgeries or what they have done, but you got You got to get that surgically repaired. Uh, even if it's just that they uh, open a canal, you know, maybe give up on repairing it all the way and maybe just open up a separate canal for you. That might be the way to deal with this. I think you might be happier with that. It's possible. But this hypospadias, well, show me hypospadias so we can show people what this is. This is that part of the urethra or the urethra at all doesn't get to the tip of the penis. It's a pretty common midline error. We have all kinds of midline errors as we're developing. You can get cleft palate. You can get hypospadias. These things happen commonly. You can get ambiguous genitalia. These are midline errors of development. This is things that happen as the bodies are folding. And there, that's a great one, that black and white one. No, no, no. That black and white one right there. That's a great picture. See where all the different holes can develop? I believe that's a male. It might be a female. But uh, you kind of see they can they can go anywhere along the penis and they can be partial or complete or they can... There's all kinds of variations on the theme. And they are miserable for people. Uh, they want to get them fixed and I don't blame them. And there's great common procedures that are done out there to, to help it. It's not common that you should have continued problems like our caller is having. And so that's why I'm thinking they may want to do some half measures here rather than going for complete complete cure on it but then again i don't know what procedures you've have done maybe you haven't gone all the way to get the right procedure do it again get it again this is not okay yeah so if he's had three that went that went poorly yeah then, i don't know what they did though I, i'd like to know more about it you know right so he uh, may have been there going i don't want a big surgery you know he sounds a little nervous right so tip number yeah it sounds like he's been traumatized from all these dick surgeries so I know I'm not sure. Well, he doesn't like him. I don't blame him. Do you, yeah. you want a bunch of dick surgeries? Thank you, dude. Yeah, no, thank. I'm just wondering if he though didn't go all the way and he should have had a more significant surgery. That's all I'm wondering. Oh, like well, definitely this person should be going to a new place for the fourth one. That's kind of what I'm thinking too. Right. Yes, yes, yes. I see. And and and, I, and you know, it, was this a teaching hospital he went to? You know, what what happened here? I want some details. And please call, leave more voice message. And we'll we'll follow up with you, my friend. Let's hear more about it. It's really uncomfortable. And again, people that say midline errors of development should be left alone. What are you talking about? I mean, we, I mean should people with cleft palates just be left just because it's a midline error? Uh, we, we repair we repair stuff that has functionality problems, that causes medical problems down the line, maybe has cosmetic issues associated, with, but that's not the only reason we do these things. All right, let's see... Uh, Let's see. What, what do you like to show me? Let's show me a video of some type. Do we have, and do we have um, TikToks in there too? I don't see uh, No, no TikToks on this one. You're going to show me the Russian video proposal? Yep. And give me, give me a little hint. Is it a cool guy or what's happening here? This is just like a super cool way that people think, they think that this is a romantic way to propose in Russia. Okay. I can't so wait. So just imagine the mix of emotions that these people are feeling. All right, here we go. Oh, oh, guns guns being pointed. This, this is Christina's people, for sure. This is <laughs> Has Christina seen this? Yeah. This is her people, right? She knows. She knows this. So, Dougie Drew, she said yes. Uh, of course, of course, she did. 
They look Ukrainian too. They, I don't think they're Russian, but but they may be. They may be. I mean, like in Georgia or something. So describe. Want to describe what happened? Yeah. So uh, I think these people got pulled over. Yeah. Uh, and just they're like, hey, this is how we pull people over in Russia. Get on the hood, put so, your so, arms so, behind but, your back. But every, he, there's a bunch of guys in flak jackets, full military gear, Riot gear masks yeah. over their face, and laying them out on the hood of the car. Big, with guns, scary guns. Guns drunk. at their head. Did you see that? They were holding guns at her back. I, I actually head. noticed uh, at the beginning of this, let me see if I could find it. One of the guys on the right uh yeah, on the right over here is with the, with the bag with the phone. He's oh, he's wow. oh my god, that's hysterical. He is he's holding a it. gigantic, scary gun with his left hand <laughs> and balancing an iPhone on the right. <laughs> oh my god, oh my god, I love my people. I love my people. I, I, Christina, Christina's from Ukraine too, right? That her dad, or was it uh, Hungary, hung- Hungarian? These are my people. This is Hungarian. This, this I'm yeah. sorry. This is Ukraine. You right? like the Slavs? Oh, this is Ukrainian. This is different. Ukraine is a certain thing, <laughs> it's by itself. Good for them. They have fun different. They they take it to the wall, let's just say. They, they uh they're not they're not people that go halfway. Speaking of halfway, I, I need to see a horrible or hilarious broken legs. I've been thinking about that since the degloving conversation we had on the last show. You oh. love degloving, huh? Well, I'm I'm <laughs> expecting I don't know, let's just see it. it it's always horrible to me, so ah! oh. oh my god. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh. Did you break your leg? Yes. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my! Did you hear it? Did I did fucking hear it? hear it? So, um, Tom Segura too, right? Ah. Isn't that what this is? I mean, this is actually the, the reason why we even prepped this is because uh, there was a comment. She went full Segura. I love that. Full Segura. This is a full... I, I like a full Segura. That was just found in the wild. Yeah. That's a new term. Full Segura. And write that down. Whew. Good for her. Oh, that... I, I was wondering if that was the knee, though. I'm wondering. It's a, the main, It doesn't look like a fever. Oh, my God! Does it keep going? The screaming? I mean, that's that's the full clip. That's the full clip. Mm-hmm. I like the little kid do want, who's doing the, do doing like the video. Analyze the sound. See no, if no, you thank could, you. If no, you no. can figure out exactly which tendon snapped. Or, uh, I mean, that's a tendon snap, right? Or is that a bone I, I think it's a bone, but let me see. Let's try one yeah, more time. Right, it's yeah, hard to watch. One more time for science. Yeah, for science. Ah! Oh. oh, my God. Yeah, that's her bone. Oh that's a bone. Uh, I think it's a tip, Fib. Oh I, I, th- I think it, it was actually because she grabbed the ankle if you saw that. So I think it's. I think she twisted the knee. The knee may have been dislocated a little bit. But it, oh yes, I like the way you're going back and forth. But I think that. See where she's grabbing. I think that's your problem, right there, right there. Oh uh, yeah, the the shin yeah. bones connected to the ankle bone, yeah, and that's, that's where tip the tip fib. Yep. Tip fib. And uh, the knee is not that badly distorted. But oh my god, this poor woman. It's terrible. Just trying to do a. a essentially, she's doing a skip, right? She's, oh. She's, I'm never going to jump in the air again as a white person. Andy, help me with this. I, white people should not jump. Am I onto something here? Uh, uh, I mean, yeah, not like that, man. Don't jump no. too high. You no. know what I mean? No, just don't, just, don't jump. jump. Just don't jump. First of all, it's going to be pathetic, number one. <laughs> and number two, you're going to practically kill yourself. So why, why, why are we even doing this? Right? Yeah, I mean, save your skill level. Right, just understand how you're put together. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> uh, it's, I, I, jumping for joy is one thing. I get it and whatever. But 
Oof. Yeah, y'all, y'all, y'all do other things so much better. Just do those things, you know. Don't, don't jump. We, we got that. We got that. <laughs> Leave that. Stay there. with your strengths. I love that. Leave with your strengths, everybody. Uh, hey, mommy and uh, Doctor Dicker down. I have a question about circumcision. I'm uncircumcised. Fine with it. No neuropathic issues or anything. Uh, but as a teen, as a, but as a teen, a doctor said I should get it done. Or I would pro- have problems having children, STDs, etc. Hmm, that's not true. Two kids later, in my 30s, all is well, but I'm looking farther down the scope and I'm realizing cleaning might be an issue and I'm elderly. Yes, but not that big a deal. Would it be better get a get it done now and risk skin damage? Risk skin damage? Scarring your functionality? No, 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 no. Or wait until I'm older and my dick doesn't work so good and won't be so much of a problem. Thanks for all the good shows and info. Love you, kings and queen above 18. Ta-ta there, R word. Um, so... Uh, I like the cut of this guy's jib. Uh, he's functioning well. He has no issues. He has kids. No issues with STDs because he's married. The, the, the STD issue is that worldwide, there's a campaign afoot to try to increase circumcision because men that are circumcised have a slightly reduced risk of HPV and HIV. So worldwide, and thereby they're not transmitting. And if you're, they're more likely to get the HPV, they're going to transmit it to the woman and be a source of cervical cancer if they don't have access to the HPV vaccine, right? So if you've had the vaccine or you don't have HPV, you're in a monogamous relationship, you're happy with your for, your, your prepuce, keep the prepuce. Um, now, I like your idea that it could be sort of a nuisance later. You must have elderly grandparents or something because um, you're right. It can be a bit of a nuisance, but people can prepare for that. It's not that big a deal. And you can't always get it circumcised later. So it's a bit of a discomfort, not likely to cause, you, you said, you know, risking... Let me see this. You say risking uh, risking skin damage, scarring functionality, really unlikely any of those things. So I'm writing as a grandchild of a narcissistic 77-year-old alcoholic. Good times. I was wondering if he could ever recover at 77. Uh, if there, is there a, such a thing as too late? He's been in psychiatric hospitals, goes to therapy every six months. He says he's quitting, and then it all starts again. Is there such a thing as recovery when you're that far in life? What does recovery look like in senior patients? He is wildly intelligent, smart, and a sharp man. You come now? Oh, yes. I remember that one. You come uh, now. You come now. Uh, Nick. So, Nick, this is a sad story. It is very difficult for people in their 70s to change. Uh, you can expose him to programmatic issues. Uh, now there's Zoom meetings available, and I'm certainly he has been uh, vaccinated, so he could probably go to in-person outdoor meetings and just take him and expose him to those things and see if he... You know, other people, he, he needs other people. He probably won't go. He's probably isolating and drinking. But if you can get him out and get him some meetings, you know, that fellowship and other people will sort of, he, who understand him and understand what he's going through and he'll feel understood. I, that's how you motivate these things. Um, the other way, and this is the other thing we do, is just structure his environment. I mean, just don't allow any access to alcohol. But if he's still driving and he can still get up and go get stuff, uh, you can certainly put, a, you know, you can't put, you can't do much about that. If he's driving drinking, you can certainly get him arrested and then mandated into treatment. That's another way to, to deal with this. Sad. I mean, he, he sounds like a guy that could do a lot with recovery. I've seen a lot of older men, particularly. I, I always think, God, you'd be great in recovery in the program. You'd be so great. You'd be so happy. And the alcoholism just prevents them from seeing that. It's very common. Uh, let's do one more here. My father was in a car accident about 25 years ago. has been on pain meds ever since. Oh, boy. Oxycontin over the last few years is personal hygiene. Zest for life, everything plummeted. He's an opiate addict. Let's just, that's just what this is. He sleeps all day and watches TV all evening. Get him on Suboxone. Get him on Suboxone. Get his doctor to put him on Suboxone. Sometimes that shift will control his pain and really help. It's hard to 
takes a toll on my mother. Is there anything we can do? Um, yes, you can affirm to a doctor that's willing to get him off this crap. It is impossible. His mood will never improve. His pain will never improve on this so much medicine that's keeping him asleep all day. That is no way to live. He deserves a chance at at least making a switch to Suboxone, which he may be able to lower that more readily, or getting off things altogether. Now, Suboxone is like, a, it's used to wean off, it's like a very it's, mild opiate, right? It's a partial agonist, and, and it mo mostly was called a, a, a kappa agonist. So it has a whole different biology to it. And it's really pretty good for pain. And it's it's something that you can take for good pain relief and not be sedated and not have your life ruined and have the potential of tapering it down. So, uh, yeah, he tells healthcare providers doesn't know why he's at the appointment. It's very frustrating. This is this is what the opioid epidemic has been. Your, your father, is it? Yeah. Your father is people, my patients were killed with that a million, I mean, so often, it was so common that the pain management world killed my patients. They do not understand addiction. They don't understand dependency. They don't understand how to restore a life. They just are focused on pain as though that's all there is. There's a lot more than just pain. And I actually give a whole hour lecture on the insanity of some of the things that the pain management world brought us. They finally started prosecuting doctors that are over-prescribing, and that ended the pharmaceutical part of this a little bit. Obviously, your dad is not you know, full, out Ooh. of the woods. So, so over-prescribing is down? It is down a oh, lot. Oh, that's great. A lot, a lot, a lot. But of course, you know what people did is they go, oh, I can't prescribe you anymore. And they didn't go, look, hey, we didn't intend this. You've got a dependency now. Let's go get this treated. They just go, you're a bad patient. You're a bad patient. I can't, I can't be around you. And of course, you do that to somebody like him that's strung out on opiates. They go to the street and eventually they end up on heroin and, and then fentanyl. And that's how that happens. Uh, crashed into pole. Crashed into pole. Tell me about that. I need a cleanser. Almost. Yeah, cool guy. Almost. Keep going, keep going. You got it, you got it. Keep going, keep going. There we yeah. go. Uh-oh. Well. A little airbag. Yeah, out. look at that. That's a cool guy. It's cool, you know, driving a cool car. So here's a question, because yeah. I feel bad for this dude. First yeah. of all, pretty crazy to get a, a, a truck. Like, you have to really floor it. No, I think he, I think it's, you notice it's wet. I think he lost control. Of the car. Ah, he fishtailed yeah. into it. Yep. So yep. now this, this man looks a little elderly too. Oh boy. So well, that happens a lot. I can't tell looking at it. I like the way he's got the. Keep going, keep going. Got, got I think this is red. Keep going, keep going. There we go. Ooh. So, so what are the repercussions of a guy like that who's well, not ready for it with an airbag just uh, it, can, it can really hurt people. It can, it can actually cause concussions and things too. But but here's the old people that mistake the, uh, the accelerator for the brake, which happens a lot, mm. is an early sign of dementia or other neurological disorders or too much medication, that kind of thing. Uh, but you got to pay attention when somebody makes mistakes like that. You'll notice that Tiger Woods may have made that mistake, and that doesn't happen in a normal person. There's something going on that makes that happen. Mm. And uh, if it's an older person, you worry about neurodegenerative disorders, that sort of thing. Uh, I was thinking about something else as we were getting into this. Um, old people, concussions. See, this is my COVID. Oh, my COVID opiates, sort of blocks oxone, my thinking. Yes, yes. Pain meds, pain Lost. clinics. Gone, 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 gone. Give me a voice message. Yeah, let's do that. Hello, Dr. Drew. My name's Ella. I'm from Washington. Hi, Ella. Um, I had something to tell you guys. Um, thought it would be an interesting topic. So my friend's foster dad went into surgery just a 
bit ago because he has a big cyst starting to his penis all the way up to his uh, butthole. So, and that's because apparently he doesn't wash down there, like barely. So, like, it's so bad. He has a big cyst. So I thought that was very interesting because now this makes me want to, like, clean extra down there, you know? Sure. And, yeah, I just want to hear y'all thoughts about this. Eat me, stink me, love y'all. Stay well, y'all. You know, I just am so amused by women and the word butthole. There's a certain way many women say butthole that is just not the way the male does it. It's a little more poetic, a little more uh, lyrical butthole, right? Let's hear it again. Let's hear it from her, from his taint to his butthole. Well, to get to I that can't part do of, it. I can't. Well, let's hear it again. Let's just yeah, hold on. It. I don't know what she's talking about. I mean, she may be talking about four years getting green again. Constantly wet. Oh, come on. Oh, that was the wrong one. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. You guys are now trying to torment me. That's officially what's happening. I'm switching to Red Bull. Look, I don't have the butthole just isolated. You I know, know that. I, don't I wasn't ready for it. I love our female callers. Hello, Dr. Drew. My name's Ella. I'm from Washington. Um, I had something to tell So my friend's foster dad went into surgery just a bit ago because he has a big cyst starting to his penis all the way up to his uh, butthole. <laughs> You get that? I, I see it? what you're saying. Yeah. yeah and in our yes, our last show, we had a young lady that had a question about pain in her butthole. Yeah. And uh, good for these ladies that have a, have a special way of saying uh, anus, but whatever. His, uh, butthole. <laughs> it really is kind of amusing, isn't it? Uh, okay. You're right. She does say it really cool. And so did the other one, the one that had the pain in the butthole. She was. She was also said it the exact same way, which is why it caught my attention. Uh I don't know if you ha- you don't have that voice message, do you? Anywhere nearby? The girl that had the pain after her during her period down there. Oh, remember that? Yep. Cool. Let's hear it. Hey, Doctor Mommy, and any other mommy that's there, I have a question for you. Can you tell me why do I get a cramp directly in my butthole <laughs> all the time? It's like they don't quite say the T, right? You know, you're right. It's just ladies butthole. just say butthole so butthole. much better than dudes. They do. Yeah. It's it's poetic. It's lyrical. It has a certain it's, Je ne sais quoi with they leaving off the T. It's like front loaded. Yes. Butthole. 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 The B, the B is highly pronounced and the T is barely touched. Yeah. Anybody wants to learn English? Here we go. A uh, cramp directly in my butthole. I love that girl. She is so enthusiastic. She wants an answer. We told her last on a previous show that it might be endometriosis, might be proctalgia fugax, might be a pubal cosigeous muscle spasm. And it's a really serious, it's a, not a serious problem, but a significant problem. Um, all right. So let's hear some more voices. Oh, wait, hold on. So what about the, uh, uh, I mean, because oh. we got infected. Oh, the it's a butthole stuff. Yes. Yeah. So look up infected perineal cyst. Let's look that up. Infected perineal cyst. Because I don't know what she's talking about. It might be a sort of, again, I worry that it's four years getting green. That There it is. That's the right. Perineal cyst. Yeah, yeah, they happen, but that's mostly in women, right? So we're looking at women. I don't see any men with it. those. Are those are actually typically uh, Bartholin cysts, infected Bartholin cysts? So, oh, men, here we go. Kind of weird, right? We don't know quite what happened there. So, don't know what happened. Oh, here we go. Uh, this is starting to look like it. Uh, yeah, and that's not from uh, inadequate cleansing. I'm wondering if it's back to foreign ears gangrene because. Uh, 
if they need surgery on this thing, it's like oh. shit. So the next step for this guy is just a full degloving. A little huh? ungloving down there, uh. yeah, maybe. Or a little. They don't always have to. Sometimes it's just what's called a DNC. They just they just sort of clean it all out. A DNC. Is a DNC the right word? What am I thinking of? A dick and cock. No, no, no. It's a it's a um, diet coke it up. It's, <laughs> It's in, it's incision and and uh, IND incision and drainage. It's a little IND. DNC is what you do in the uterus. Okay, let's uh, hear another voice message. Hey, mommies, what's going on? Um, I had a question. Why is it that every time that I brush my teeth, yellow comes out? Hmm. I always have to take a pee after I brush my teeth. Oh. What's up with that? That's you know what? Full disclosure, I do the same thing. And, oh. and I don't know what that is. It's got to be some neurological conditioning or something. And my thing is not only do I have to urinate, it's I will have already urinate and there'll be another residual that comes out. Now, I use one of those um, ultrasound uh, brushes and right. I wondered if that would had something to do with it. So if you use the ultrasound brush, maybe that's the culprit. Maybe mm. there's some neurological stimulation of some type. Just uh, enjoy. Enjoy, my friend. No big deal. <laughs> enjoy. Enjoy. This is, a, this is part of the joy of being a biological agent. Yeah, you, you can't always explain everything rationally. Just uh, the nervous system goes and we brush our teeth and we pee. So what else you got? Good morning, my dick. Good morning, my dick. So, so we're talking about 90 Day Fiance. Are you guys all up on 90 Day Fiance? Do I have to wait for Christina for that? You have to wait for Christina uh, for that. That's, uh, yeah. We need to do a pillow talk of our own. <laughs> we really do. All right, voice message. All right, here we go. What's up there, Chomos? Uh, so I got a problem when I when I rub one out, you know, feeding the geese. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes I get right before I climax, I get a fucking crazy headache. Oh yeah, like fucking the worst shooting pains in yeah. my brain while I'm trying to, uh, you know, make white. Mm-hmm. Uh, what the fuck is going on with me? Am I gonna die? I should let you know I'm fucking like 400 pounds Ugh. of pure man. Dude. Yeah, help me out. Bet your ass I'm coming up in May. Uh, you sure are, man. Uh, dude, uh, so we need a lot more information. Uh, postcoital headaches, you know, headaches around arousal and coitus, so-called, or, you know, making white, are very common, and sometimes they're serious. Sometimes it can be a sign of something like an aneurysm, and sometimes it's blood pressure related, and sometimes it's nothing. Oh, boy. More often than not, it's nothing. But somebody of 400 pounds, uh, I would have a neurological evaluation to make sure it's not something serious. So when, uh, like when you have postcoital headaches, like when, when is it a good idea to go see? So like, you know, other than being over 400 pounds. Well, one of the things I think I make my patients, it's a pretty common symptom, but I always make everybody get evaluated. Just, it's a policy I have and it's probably an overdoing it. Let's look up postcoital headaches. Let's see what the, what the, the internet suggests to us. Here we are. Uh, severe headache, sexual activity, at or near orgasm, maybe one or several episodes. Usually no identifiable underlying cause. That is my experience. Usually it's not a big deal. Uh, let's click on the postcard. Yeah. And let's see if they have any, we'll call the differential diagnosis. Uh, like what could it be? What could be the underlying cause? Can you go associated with migraine? Uh, no, usually no cause. Higher in men than women. Yep. Uh, classified in groups of thunderclap headache. That's often what it's called. Differ- differential diagnosis. Up, up, up. Yeah, here it is. Aneurysm rupture. Extremely important, right? That's when we rule that out. That sounds um, bad. TCH. All uh, patients with TCH should have at least That's CT. That's the thunderclap yeah, headache? Yeah, thunderclap headache. Uh, so, yeah. So, there you go. 
Hold on. I've never. I mean, I've been to doctor school. I've never heard the term thunderclap headache before. Thunderclap headache is is the the onset of the worst headache of your life, where it hits like a lightning bolt. So and, is it is it worse or better than a migraine? Oh, it's 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 so bad, and it's usually associated with neck stiffness. When I have seen people having thunderclap headaches, they're they're literally they're like paralyzed. They they can't. They're just like something is about to, you know, what's usually happening is something is exploding in their head. And so they just, they just sit and just like, ah, it's like, like pain, like, like it takes their breath away. And often again, neck stiffness is part of the deal associated with the more serious thunderclap headache causes aneurysmal bleeds, subdural, epidural hematomas, that kind of stuff. I mean, I don't mean subdural, uh, epidural thunderclap headache, striking thunderclap of thunder, uh, uncommon, but they can be life threatening. Yeah. With bleeding in and around the brain. That's right. God Ep- damn. Epidural, epidural bleeding. Common. Not uncommon. I've seen a few of them. It's, uh, you know when you see it. I th- one, of the, one of the patients, uh, I diagnosed her over the phone because she described this headache and I was talking to her and she seemed confused. And I was like, you got to get to the hospital immediately. And uh, lo and behold, she had an aneurysm. Oh my God. Yeah. Happens, happens. I've had others come to the ER and you know you diagnose it. Sometimes it's hard to see the aneurysm, so they do uh, lumbar punctures on them, that sort of thing. Okay, you know so that, don't it, right? Yeah, of, yeah course. of course. Yeah, we yeah. covered that in my uh, uh, couple uh, of years. Neurology uh, <laughs> um, rotations. Okay, so yeah. we had. Okay, so that's good advice for the yeah. cum headache guy. Go, go cum to headache. a doctor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, here's another voicemail that's white related. Okay, of course. You're so happy about this. Hi, Dr. Drew. Hi, Mommy. So I've heard a myth for a long time about Elton John having an orgy and the amount of uh, white in his stomach. Uh, He had to get his stomach pumped. So I was just wondering if that's possible. Everyone says it's true, but I'm not of the homosexual origin, so I'm not sure. Uh, So if you could just let me know, uh, that'd be great. So, uh, I, I doubt that it's true. Uh, people consume plenty of semen and they rarely have to go to the hospital yeah. to get an NG tube put in. How much would and, you need to swallow? And guess what? If you're having so much that you're having GI distress, you would vomit anyway. So, uh, I would say leave poor, uh, Elton alone. Uh, that seems bizarre. And like, it's, it's like the old nonsense about gerbils and, uh, Richard Gere, if you remember that one. And what I always like about these these insanely ridiculous sort of rumors, these guys just look, so they don't even just address them. So let's leave it all alone. Let's let but, people... But hmm. hypothetically. Hypothetically. Like, like, let's say, you know, this is just happening to a normal person. Is it like like a gallon? Would a gallon cause... I, I've seen lots of reasons for NG tubes. This is not one. Okay. Okay. And like I said, if you had a gallon of semen that was upsetting your stomach, you probably would vomit. And I know of no reason to pull it out unless you had some other medical problem like a pyloric ulcer or gastroparesis or something like that. So I, this, none of it makes sense to me. I've never seen it. None of it makes sense. Sounds yeah. like a purely apocryphal BS at the expense of poor Elton John. Sir but Elton. But it's Sir good, Elton, mind you. But it's a good so- source of protein, so probably nope, just leave nope, it in, nope, right? No, nope, no. Nope. The protein... The protein, if I remember, I actually looked it up once. It's like literally like zero protein. It's mucopolysaccharides. It's 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 what you get when you blow your nose. Sick. Good times. Huh? <laughs> give me a lady in the voice message. Give me a woman. There's so much better. Hold on, gotta really scrub through these. Oh to see come what's on, ladies, give me your messages. You got messages. Oh, here we go. Always so good. They're so clear and they're so. And you want an answer too? I'm happy to provide that. 
Hi, Dr. Mommies. Um, my name is Angela, and my boyfriend and I recently got a Peloton. Mm. Uh, we're both pretty overweight, so it's been kind of hard adjusting to the tiny bike seat that's now mm. permanently shoved up our ass. But everyone says you get used to it, but, like, why? Uh, he thinks his paint is just getting thicker, which I don't think is science, but maybe it is. And is my vag going to get thicker, too? Like, does your junk just get more numb the more you bike? Well, um, yeah. <laughs> yes. Love you guys. Bye. See, see how great the women are with their questions. They, like, the they laugh their own shit too. It's like, I can't believe I'm asking this question. Um, actually a serious question. And you should not be using a bike seat that it's up your ass. You need to, you need to form, if you're going to be doing a lot of biking, whether it's stationary on Peloton or actually out in the world, you have to get a seat that distributes the weight and also avoids the pudendal nerve. There's a nerve that goes right down the taint called the pudendal nerve that can be crushed. And if you crush it and sort of do that chronically doing Peloton, you can permanently alter your sexual functioning because that pudendal is going out to the penis and I believe it goes up. Yeah, it goes up to the clitoris too. So you don't want to damage that nerve. And he, he's, his taint or his perineum is what we're really talking about here does not get thicker. Uh, I would not say it's getting thicker. It just feels number. So that, you know, numb things feel kind of thick and heavy. And that's serious. And you, you guys are overweight, and so it's a lot of weight on that seat. No, 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 no. No bueno. you got you got to go to Peloton, see if they have seats that can distribute the weight better. So it's not that it's getting thick. It's, it's getting more calloused. No. It's getting numb. It's getting so numb. The nerve, so the nerves are getting? Crushed. Okay. The nerve, it's a crush of the pudendal nerve. And, and, and listen, the other thing, I've seen a lot of women who have come in complaining of, of uh, interstitial cystitis, so-called. And a lot of them have uh, perineal damage from biking. And when they slow down on the biking or get proper seats, the cystitis goes away. Hmm. So if you're somebody that has you know, urgency and difficulty, pain with urination, that kind of stuff, nobody can find an answer to, they start calling it interstitial cystitis, which is really what they do when they can't, they either see it on a biopsy or they can't figure anything else out. That's when they call it interstitial cystitis. Look to the bike. Sometimes the bike is the issue. Now, this actually reminds me of a memory I have from childhood. Maybe, oh, Jesus. Maybe why I've stopped biking. Uh-oh. But I remember I went on a really long bike ride with my family, and I remember the seat being really uncomfortable. I think I was like, oh, you have to ride your sister's bike for this ride. Or, like, I had to ride a bike that I wasn't used to. Mm -hmm. And then I remember right after that, I was like, ooh, I really need to pee. And mm -hmm. when I peed, it kind of hurt. Yeah. Is that just my yeah. urethra getting crushed? Yeah, that's urethra. You, you, you're because again, like we looked at when we were talking about sounding. Was that this show? When you, it's sounding, that urethra comes through the pelvic floor and you're smushing and then it, it there in the pelvis. Yeah, and mm. it goes through the pelvis and out towards the peni, and that's getting crushed right there. So, so I smushed my curve. You smushed it. You smushed it right after the curve. Probably that's probably what you did. So hey, good times. Man, we're just nonstop learning on this show, I, man. I love it. this is uh, all about it. So let's get another message, a voice message. Hey, Doctor Hitler, this is Evan from Portland, Oregon. Uh, I just had a quick question. I was curious to know if you have an anal fissure and take a poop, does the poop particles go into your bloodstream? I'm dealing with anal fissure for a little bit now, and just wanting to know if. That is something I got to worry about. Anyways, you keep them high and tight, and I'll be coming up in May. Thanks. Bye. Thank you, sir. Uh, well, Annie, how's that work for you? Uh, yeah, I've just been imagining that it was going in there, and I just kind of choose to forget that. Ignore. You know. So uh, <laughs> good for you. Uh, so so it, so a fissure is in in it along the anus, and it's a it's a it's a opening, right? It's an opening in the skin. 
I always think of them as like corners of the mouth, you get cracks in there. It's just a big one, big version of that. And you're right. It's sort of, it's the epithelial lining is a little deeper, right? It's sort of an open, and theoretically, all those bacteria could get into that fissure. They tend not to. They tend not to, but you can get them infected. They can form abscesses. So they don't really go into the bloodstream. Your body will sort of keep it controlled right there, but it can cause some nasty stuff right there occasionally. That's why you got to get those taken care of. Annie, my Copy buddy. that, Chief. Copy that. We're, we're, we're going we're gonna to do it together, right? Cortisone you cream. You and me. Cortisone cream, and then we're going to examine. Yeah, okay. Not, Cortisone first. Got yeah. it. Copy yeah. that. Get up in that butt. Uh, don't, don't like the... Yep. Not happening, in, Chief. Be coming up in May. No. <laughs> uh, no, you're not No, you're not going up anywhere, Drew. Hey, hey comrades. <laughs> point of personal privilege. My big-titted animal is breastfeeding our second child, and the subject of alcohol transfer into the breast milk came up. Uh, they got my rationally radicalized brain thinking. Can also can alcohol transfer into the brown or the yellow? Could you get drunk if you ingested enough of Bert Kirshner's poutine? <laughs> Thanks for all you do. This is a guy in Nova Scotia. That's why the poutine, I guess. Um, no, uh, alcohol is metabolized away by the liver. It actually starts in the stomach and then quickly into the liver. Um, so I'm not aware. I think everything's out. What comes out is all metabolites. I'm not aware of much alcohol coming out. Certainly not in the white. Uh, but remember, uh, good news is methamphetamine, five times more concentrated in, in the white than in the bloodstream. Good times for you. Mm. Um, so let's do a couple. Of, yeah, horrible or hilarious. Ugh. Yeah, so uh, I'm going to show you this. Uh, you just let me know, is and, this guy actually hurt? And, and do we have TikToks? I'd love to see a couple of TikToks if you have any. But, okay. um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll look for a folder. Okay. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> that was hilarious. He's fine. So that's hilarious. What is that? Is that... Is that Czech? What is that? <laughs> yes, we can laugh at that one. That's that's hilarious. See, that's my threshold, gentlemen. If I look at if I look at these things and I think, oh, that guy's gonna be fine, it's hilarious. But if I look at them and go, oh, Jesus, horrible, that's not so funny. I, I know, I know, it's funny for you guys. I know it's funny for Tom. No matter how, the more horrible, the better. But um, I kind of know how it really goes in real life, and that's what I see. Ugh. Um, any more voice messages while you're looking for the uh, TikToks? Um, yeah. Oh, I got something uh, to cleanse your palate, Drew. You got a what? I got something to cleanse your oh, palate. Oh, Eddie, coming up. Well, Let's go. I mean, it's it came <laughs> from you, Chief. You told me before uh, the show that my my uh, cornflake technique, as oh, you yeah. called it, didn't work. What, yes. So, I, what, I, so what happened with that? So so we were watching... Um, What's the cornflake uh, technique? I-I-I. Our I-I-I friend? What do we call him? Yeah. Yeah, I-I-I guy. I-I-I mm-hmm. guy. And uh, he was calling Christina cornflakes. Cornflake booty, yeah. Cornflakes booty. And I was like, what is that? And, and he schooled me that it's just, it's just freestyling. It's just whatever comes to you. It's all poetic. And I thought, mm-hmm. oh, I got to be able to do that. That's pretty cool. Uh, no, I can't. <laughs> I don't have the genetic structure. Uh, I, I'm not, there's no flow to my cornflake material. Uh, <laughs> do you remember at all what you said? I like, don't. I know no. that it was like, I just couldn't get a flow. That's for sure. And that's what I was looking for. Well, and I thought, this is no good. This is, I'm bad. The the fact that, that you don't remember is good because that means that your brain wasn't in it. That's, that's, that's good news. Now, here's where I would direct you okay. is 
you got to flow with something that you know, right? I mean, that dude knows cornflakes and Sundays <laughs> and shit. But what you know, Dr. Drew, uh-huh. is medical shit. So I should be talking about uh, the pudendal nerve and <laughs> Fournier's gangrene and, uh, man, and maybe, maybe Bartholin cyst and maybe endometriosis. Maybe dumb it down like a little bit. Just be like the phalanges go uh, up oh. to your, you know, some, yeah. something. Okay. I like seeing the, yeah, I, I've got to, see, this is my, I feel like, what it feels like to me, I'm trying to speak in a foreign language and mm. I'm trying to come up with these things that are sort of stopping and starting. You know what I mean? You know, if there's no, there's no. I mean, yeah, that's that's what it feels like when I have a regular conversation. Yeah, it's very difficult. <laughs> yeah, but when you're in the when you're in the flow, it, it's all good, right? Well, yeah, because again, but it's because I, when I'm in that flow, it's like I'm just saying whatever I know, whatever is like in me, I'm just expressing. I'm it, you know what I'm so saying? So okay, here, jealous. I'm so instance, jealous. I told you I'm trying here. to learn Greek, and that's all halting and starting <laughs> now. I'll I'll give you give me give me one. Um, Tell me a fact about a woman's orgasm that you know top of your head. A, just a, a random fact, any random fact. Uh, pelvic floor muscle contraction, pelvic floor contractions. What, like, what's the fact, though? Like, the what fact about the- is that during orgasm, there's a lot of pelvic contracturing. contracturing. During... I'm sorry, during a, a woman's orgasm... <laughs> see what orgasm, I'm talking about? A pen- well, see, because I'm trying to speak your language now. So, so during an, a, fem- a woman's orgasm... Uh, the the pelvic floor contracts. contracts. Yeah, pelvic musculature contracts. The pelvic pelvic musculature contracts. You're like, baby, did you know that every time you have an orgasm, your pelvic cur- curvature shit. What did you say? That's right. I'm, I'm with you. I'm on you. I get it. I'm already. I said, I'm jealous. Can Can you come visit my home? <laughs> yeah, you you, you were cuck true. You want me to- <laughs> no, no, not cuckling. I want you to coach me up. Oh, see, I I'm see. A, no, no, no cuckling. I don't think oh, yeah, that. I'll still be in the room. But yeah, yeah or, or, or you know maybe we'll or, or maybe I'll get you on the phone sometime. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I'll, I'll be on the other side. Mm-hmm. I'll be like, what are you gonna do? <laughs> Fuck Doctor Drew. Let's go. Who's <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh. oh, gentlemen, I think we should call this one pretty much quits. Uh, I want to keep the voice messages coming. Uh, they've been great. Eight one eight two five three one six nine three. Don't forget the merchandise, store.ymhstudios.com. I want everybody to get that uh, Rational Revolution mug. I, I want people to all across the land to go, what, what is that image? It, lo- it looks, like, looks like a revolution. It looks like these revolutionaries. And you tell them, yes, there it is. These are, these are revolutionary times, and we're restoring critical thought, we're restoring reason. That's right. Right at the core of the Rational Revolution is everybody stop with the, the hysterias, Stop with the um, fake news. We want rationality, rational recovery. And the um, the emails, of course, at drdrew at afterdark at gmail.com. Um, and I, I just encourage the voice messages. They really are a lot of fun, and we appreciate you guys sending them. Nadav, anything else before we wrap this thing up? No, buddy. Great job. All right, man. We'll see you next time. All conversations and information exchanged during participation of the Dr. Drew After Dark podcast or interaction on the drdrew.com website is intended for educational and entertainment purposes only. Do not confuse this with treatment or physician medical advice or direction per se. You must always follow your medical professional's advice and direction. Nothing on these podcasts or posted on this site supplements or supersedes the relationship and direction of your medical caretakers. 
Please understand, I am not playing the role of physician in this environment per se. I'm educating. I am a licensed physician with specialty boards in American Board of Internal Medicine and American Board of Addiction Medicine.